Welcome to the Guys Who Cry podcast. We're back again. Ruben, sorry for arguing with you so much last it's fine. week. But, it's fine. But I was just in my feelings last week. That's all it was. I just went too hard. I should have just stopped. Or, you know, debate a little. And I then like just, when we debate. It's I just know. last week, I think I should have been a little bit more upfront about stuff going on at work and but you know it's all right we're here we got a guest i love when we have guests on because i learn i love learning so what's up man what's up keys what's good what's good what's up man thank you so much for being on how do you guys know each other the show so i worked in a church worship leader mm-hmm. also worked with the youth and you were a youth at the time older you were graduating high school i think when i was yeah i was working. i was i was a junior you were a junior yeah that's yeah. right so you were actually a leader in the youth group mm-hmm. Um, as well we're a little bit different in age i'm 35 you're how old now 22 22 so you're born and raised in wilmington as we all are which is cool um and then you and ruben actually ended up going to the same high school different times which is almost 10 years apart it's fine what's that i'm fine it's hodson (laughs) it's because i always say it wrong stupid (laughs) stupid uh time right yeah <laughs> can't believe you're 10 he's like oh man i was like oh maybe that's how we know each other and he was like 2017 i was like oh I was like ah oh, little man. different slow different time over here make you feel bad for being 30 now ruben no 31 but, oh 31 sorry i should know i know but anyway so keys is a hip-hop artist local and has performed as far away as florida uh baltimore new york right uh philly Philly, have you you haven't gone to New York yet? Not yet. That is one of the places though I do want to go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, But you are also a a born again believer, Mm -hmm. um, and that has that's been one of the influences of your music. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So the first album I really like it is from 2021. Yeah. And what's the name of it? Forgive me if I cry. Which is perfect for us because you are very vulnerable. You like to talk about your feelings, how you're feeling now, love it, past trauma, past experiences. And um, how it's led you to be the person that you are today. So, uh, which may, one of your major like influences, either music, spiritual, um, besides the Bible, maybe something more specific like a person or someone yeah. you knew or, or experienced in the past? Um, I would say one of my biggest influences is the first thing that come to mind is an artist named Ty Brazel. Okay, um, he is um, he's more in the Christian hip hop space. Sure. Where's he from? But like, um, he's you from know? Memphis. Okay. But I really just admire it, like his music, but also just his story. Yeah. Um, especially when I first heard it at a time in my life, it really just, it literally got me through school. So yeah. like, yeah, 100%. Which you went, so you went to Hudson here for one, uh, for uh, high school. Then you decided to, and what led you to this, to pick up and go to uh, a Christian college in upstate New York, Word of Life. What kind of facilitated that transition from high school into college? Yeah, so um, like junior year is when I met uh, my youth pastor Jack. We both he shared know, the, yeah. he shared the gospel with me, yeah. um, you know, on a basketball court. And I was um, fast forward like a year later. I'm about to you know graduate high school, um, and I had an electrical apprenticeship license. Mm-hmm. I was working at a power plant, so I was making good money. I'm like I'm 17 at my own car. Um, yeah. I had I had the whole girl the girlfriend situation. Uh-huh. I was I was set. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I went to Jack and I'm just like, yo, is there anywhere I can go to learn more about the Bible? Like, I sure. just had this desire to learn more about this guy that I'm hearing about inside church. Um, he was telling me that like, yo, I went to, he went to a word of life in Florida that has a campus and he just looked up on the internet and he was like, yo, there's one in New York. And I'm like, all right, I just packed my bags and I got accepted, wow. filled out everything. Awesome. And I just... 
I just dipped. Um, I just, I felt like there just had to be more. I was like, I'm about to graduate high school and yeah. live my life, but this is, this is, is this really it? Like, there's got to be more purpose. And what a risk to take because you didn't know anyone there, right? I didn't know nobody. Like, I literally left everything. Just That's wild. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on this school? Because I have zero clue. Is it like a accredited school? Is it a two-year, four-year what is the deal with this Word of Life school? So Word of Life, um, it is a two-year program, uh, and it is accredited too. Um, a lot of times, I guess some people will look at it like, oh, it's not an actual college, but it is accredited. The only the only difference between Word of Life and a, a regular college is if you go to Word of Life, it's just straight like Bible and ministry. Like sure. your class, instead of learning math and English and social studies, like a class is like the book of John and you're just studying gotcha. um, and learning how to like about your faith and how to share your faith. That's right. And so in, in school is when you picked up pen and started writing basically mm-hmm. uh, pen metaphorically, but, um, and started writing lyrics, songs, and kind of what was the, what was the thing that sort of spurred that on to, to happen where we were like, ah, I should start writing or whatever, I think. Yeah, so yeah. 20, 2017, after graduating high school, I left and no research on this school, just packed my bags and left. Um, it definitely was a culture shock for me, um, being from the inner city and then going to a place um, where a lot of the kids were, were coming from Christian homes already. Mm-hmm. Um, they grew up in a small town. Sure. Um, and I was also just called like one of the only black guys there. Wow. So yeah. a lot of times people were kind of like, not really approach me like yeah, did they get do you think they were just like intimidated or just because they didn't know or or like judgmental i would say um i would say just didn't know just just, didn't just know. a just yeah. a, a, a ignorance of yeah. just not knowing you know what i'm yeah. saying um yeah. and huh. i would spend a lot of time from that i would spend a lot of time alone yeah um and i remember just asking like god like why am i here yeah. um what am i doing here yeah and um i started out of that question, I was spending time myself. I started writing. Um, and I just started writing about personal things. And even being on a Christian campus, I was like, hold on. Like, I can't be the only one who's feeling these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hear similar stories from other people in different ways. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and write about these things. And it kind of made me feel like I had somebody to, to talk to as I was writing. 100%. Uh, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your feelings of loneliness when mm-hmm. you were there. Did it get really dark? Do you feel like it was manageable? Their songwriting obviously helped. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate more on like just what you felt? Did you feel like I would really like a relationship or I want to find some friends or was the loneliness like I felt loneliness before to a point where I feel like it was like crippling in some way? Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? It's kind of dark, but it's interesting to know. Yeah, actually, um, the loneliness, I remember it like being up there. I've never felt that way before because I was so used huh. to being around friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it made me actually just want to isolate. Like mm. I didn't even, I was kind of like, I think the fact that I was on a Christian campus for the first time with a whole bunch of believers, yeah. it just made me better. Cause you were also new, pretty new Christian too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, oh, it made you bitter. It actually made, and it was interesting because huh. like, I know I like, I met Jack and he told me about God in, you know, junior year, but it wasn't until I stepped on campus to open up the Bible for myself yeah. that I realized like, oh snap, like it's not baptism it's not it's actually just faith alone in Christ. you're like, learning more about what it actually stands yeah, for yeah um, but yeah i was it, it developed a bitterness in me that's wild 
Can you tell us a little bit more? Uh, did any of your childhood or past experiences influence any of your writing? Um, How you grew up, where you grew up, family, friends, you know? I won't say it necessarily influenced my writing, okay. but it influenced my why yeah. I do what I do. Gotcha. Does, um, do you, let me think. Um, you grew up with, um, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a, a younger sister and an yeah. older brother. All in the house together? Uh, my older brother, he lives on his own. Yeah. Um, and my younger sister, she lives in the house. And you did you say, I thought you said your dad was kind of influential in your life, or have you been close with him or no? When I was when I was younger, like I've never really had a relationship with okay. him, but when I was younger, he was like influential. He worked a lot, I think you by, told me. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he worked a lot. Um, and a lot of things he said to me, you know, as a child, like I took in um heavy but as i got older um i didn't i realized a lot of stuff that he was sharing me was just like weird it was just off okay so it didn't help you in necessarily in your direction in life yeah yeah, yeah. that's it right there huh that's really interesting so let's switch tracks i want to talk about your creative process a little bit because mm. we're all three pretty creative people well four all four of us are really creative people. Yes, Sorry, right. Greg. I didn't mean to leave you out of that because I sometimes I forget no. Greg is kind of like the years in the sky sometimes. Um, let's talk about your creative process because I know when I, I, so when Drake first came on the scene, I remember yeah. he was like, yeah, I like riding on a Blackberry, you know? <laughs> that was my <laughs> best Drake. I thought that wasn't bad for a Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my best Drake. But he used to like riding on a Blackberry because that's how he felt like yeah. comfortable writing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he still does or not. Probably yeah. not. Probably not a Blackberry. But yeah. when you first started writing, did you, were you pen to paper? Were you writing on notes on your iPhone? Like how were you when you first started writing? So like at first, um, I used to just like, like I had a producer and he would just um, have a beat and I would literally go to the school cafeteria, write a whole song in like maybe like an hour and come back and just lay it down. Um, and, as I started progressing, like I haven't physically sat down and wrote a song in the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm more so just here to be. It just speaks to me and I'll just freestyle with it. And then whatever I like uh, or don't like, I'll cut it out and just keep freestyling my verses. So a lot of it is really just nowadays is just coming off the coming off the top, honestly. That's awesome. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah at, first, really cool. at first I did start by like writing everything down because I was more into... Um, poetry and stuff, but now where I've been at, it's just been it's just been flowing out. I've heard more artists do that. I mean, Jay Z is really well known for um, apparently not writing anything down, and I don't know if he repeats lyrics in his head to like memorize them. Yeah. As he's, when I've written stuff before, I've done that where I'm like I'm saying it enough times in my head to know what flow I want it to be that I end up memorizing it just by doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps to write stuff down, obviously, but um, I'm sure there are more artists who who do that, which is cool. See, I keep a, a little moleskin book of all my recipes and there's Oh like, yeah, you do. Yeah, recipes. Yeah, so I'll write like an idea down. If it doesn't work, I'll write what I can do to like make it better next time. It's yeah. just interesting to me because like I know like you're like you write, you have like Google Docs and stuff. I'll do Google Docs, yeah. I'm you do stuff. Google Docs. Greg, you used to do some music stuff, right? And you like when you're doing your DJ stuff and you're thinking about like sets, do you ever do you write that down or are you just thinking about it in your head? Yeah, you just practice it. You do it kind of like, I guess it'd be the same as like an MC that's like freestyling all the time. They're always coming up with stuff in their head. So mm. when they go to the battle, they've got this and this and this and this to grab and pull together and then they've got to 
Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know. Right. Also, so would you consider yourself a Christian rapper or a rapper who just happens to be Christian? That's a that's a really good question, man. Um, I was just watching a video about this too. Um, honestly, man, that's a, that's a good question. Because you've seen a rise of yeah. like quote unquote Christian rappers, like Andy Miniel. Lecrae, like even like yeah, but, whole, like a lot of those people from yeah. that um, was it Reach Records, I think is like the big like Christian rap record. Um, it has like Halvey, Andy Minio, and you know a lot of other people. And mm-hmm. you've kind of seen a rise in Christian rap in the last couple of years where they have a big secular influence as well. Yes, That's, yeah. and it has a wide yeah. reach. Like coming in hot was like LeBron used coming in hot yeah, for right. uh, for real, right? So, like, I'm kind of interested to know, like, is that something that you're trying to get into that that specific genre or? Where it's it's super interesting, that question. I know when I first started um, rapping, I was like, especially being at a Christian college, I was like, you know what? I want to get into the Christian hip hop space. Um, as I started expressing myself, um, I kind of started to see kind of how I came about music really because it's still like a business and a label and stuff. So, like, I started to see how um, my style didn't really, like, necessarily fit the mold of what Christian hip-hop was. So, I was kind of like... But at the same time, I was like, the secular route is whatever, but sometimes I feel like, okay, I can go that route, but what price is about to come with? You know what I'm saying? Um, So, I kind of found myself kind of stuck. Like, I really don't know where I fit, um, but I had went down to Florida last week, and I seen some guys who was... um, I don't know if y'all know Marcus Rogers. Uh-huh. Um, I Another was with, artist, right? He's an yeah. artist, and I was with my boy Julio and C's. Okay. And these dudes, it wasn't even about like Christian hip hop or like fitting any certain molds. It was just like kingdom. Oh wow! Um, so it was just it was different. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm whatever, like whatever you want to call it. Like if yeah. if a Christian rapper, if they call me a Christian, like yo, let's I'm a Christian rapper. If right. you want to say like secular rapper, I'm. It's whatever. I really just, you know, use my gifts to get the uh to get the message out. But I would say really put me in a box. It probably how I would think of it is like it probably depends on who you're performing to as well. Because if you know you might have um you might have the audience's ear if you don't come out right away and just say, Hey, I'm a born again believer, let me tell you all about Jesus because it's yeah. gonna come out through your music. But if you're like you're obviously performing for a church, yeah. It's probably gonna be a little more obvious, right? So and um, yeah, like with that title, because I know it was a whole phase where a lot of people kind of backed away from the whole like Christian rapper thing because they didn't yeah. want to get put in a box. But like for sure. me, I feel like, yo, like I, I own it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. if you're a Christian and you're a rapper, like you should be the best at what you do. So, And you feel like that's probably your primary influence, I guess you would say. I mean, that's one of the reasons you got into it. Um, yeah, yeah I would say uh, that definitely is one of the uh, reasons why I got into it and like a personal dream right. that I had that like confirmed everything. Right. So we haven't talked in a while. I don't actually consider myself to be a Christian anymore. However, um, spirituality has always influenced my life, influenced and changed the lives of a lot of people around me, including you, including mm-hmm. you. Um, so I am very sensitive to how um, a relationship with Christ affects a lot of people. Um, and different interpretations of, of um, you know, spirituality as well. So how do you feel like your spirituality influences your relationships? Relationship with girls, with friends, with family now? Um, 
I would say it, it definitely impacted it in a huge way, um, in a positive way. Does it change any of the people that you hang out with, like friends that you hang out with, girls that you talk to, family that you maybe don't associate with anymore because you don't feel like they're good influences, that sort of thing? Yeah, in a major way. Huh. Um, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say like because of how I interpret other people. Yeah. But I've just like um, like, for example, I came back home and I'm like, all right, yo, I'm excited to be back home and hang out with all my peoples. They wasn't trying to chill with me no more. Like, well, why, why was it? Is it just because you were a believer or just like um, um, sort of um, a lifestyle had changed or just what was important to you? It was, it was um, I definitely feel like it was just um, a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes when even just like excelling in like hip hop and rap and really pursuing that, I think a lot of times it can make people uncomfortable um, huh. just being around you because it starts to expose kind of like. Do you feel like other people you knew were like settling in life? Like they weren't trying to pursue dreams or goals or something, something yeah, larger than that? Yeah, a sense of like, a sense of just like settling, like this is what it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah, like, nah. Yeah, we talk about that sometimes, which is, you, this is why good friendship is important because like good friends will encourage you to like, hey, hey, make sure you're you're writing a little bit every week or make sure you're going out there to perform, like you're right. using your talents. Man. And he does that a lot with me because he'll be like, hey man, I'd really like to see you just do like one uh, you know, uh, uh, social media performance every week. Like, just use your talent, use your gift. Like, don't let it go to waste. Yeah. Like, I need that encouragement because, like, I think a lot of people just get complacent and get a little lazy, mm-hmm. which is okay in some way. People focus on their jobs; they got to survive. They have to take care of their friend, friends, or family, their relationships, all that. But there's always time. There's yeah. always time to work on stuff you love. That's why we do this. Yeah. And Ruben just came from work and is exhausted. So, well, it, it it's funny. Like you're talking about people kind of stayed away from you. It When we were kind of coming up like through the church and youth group and stuff, yeah. we saw a big, we, we saw like the Christian rap communities having right now. Yeah. I know this is going to shock you, but we're old Marquise. Uh, <laughs> so in like 2006, mm-hmm. I know uh, we saw a big, like a huge hit with like, Christian rock kind of had that same mm. thing. There were bands like Underoath and Berlin. There were a lot of these. It was a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. There like, were a lot of these um, bands that were signed metal, to this uh, yeah. record called Tooth and Nail. Yeah. Okay. And they were like Christian bands, but like they weren't really Christian bands. Yeah, they, they were just on a Christian label. Played on okay. secular radio. And, yeah, yeah. And like, so like Reliant K and like even now, yeah. like you see like Skillet. Sure. A lot of these big name bands. And like what they do is everybody listens to their music. Mm-hmm. Like not Christians, non Christians, like everybody listens to their music, but they always give the word or like they always say, This is what our goal is. Now, some of those bands are not Christian anymore, but like Skill is one of those bands that at their shows, they'll say, You know, if you ever questions about, you know, God or this or the that, or like, you know, come to us, is that something you're trying to do with your music or no? Um, I would say with my music, I guess in a sense, um, like, I don't ever want to come off just like, oh, well, like, I'm using God or, you know, Christian right. hip-hop to yeah. form it. But, like, in general, like, I'm I'm definitely walking into my own lane. Uh, I would say I'm definitely walking into my own lane as an artist. Yeah. I think that's really important for music. I've always thought about that, too. Actually, any art is, like, you want to be good at what you do, okay? But there's a lot of really good right. artists. So, like, you have to be different. And that's why, like, when people, like, we talked about Kanye earlier, other people who come out and they're, like, "Ah, a little bit, like, crazy, or they do things that are really off the wall, it's, like, you kind of have to, because you stick out. And then people are, like, 
oh, now I like that beat, but like, oh, he's got a different flow. I've never heard that before. Or mm. he's talking about something different I've never heard before. Um, Drake's done that, you know, big influence in that way too, just doing a different style. So yeah, yeah. I, I admire you in trying to seek something that's that's different and unique to you. Yeah, which is really cool. Huh. So what are some direct influences for you as far as like hip hop and like with your, that are like direct influences on your style? Like musical um, influences? Yes. Yeah. I, I would say definitely, Um, I mentioned them earlier, Ty Brazel. Okay. Um, two would definitely be Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitney Houston. Um, okay. Another one, man. Uh, I love Whitney Houston. Just um, in terms of like her music, just um, giving you an energy that made you want to create, or any particular like sounds or flows from her for from her, her vocals singing. It's just like the way when I hear her sing, it just yeah, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, I think like just inspiration wise, um. It's just, I want my music to feel like that. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm rapping, I'm getting like gritty with it, but yeah. as a whole, like I want that beauty to be within my music. Um, and I don't, I guess this was another influence. I don't know if this was counted as like an artist, sure, but like, um, movie soundtracks is like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. actually a pretty good one because they're great compilations of like lots of different artists and yeah, mm-hmm. very talented musicians. I always feel it's weird. When I go to like an art museum and I'm seeing visual created art, you know, whatever, whatever style it is, that often inspires me to go create like music because mm-hmm. I'm just seeing people who are just like, I don't care what the world thinks about what I'm going to create. I'm going to do something out of the box. I'm going to do what's coming from my brain and they put it up on canvas or or make a, a sculpture or something. And when I see that, I'm just like, man, like I have to be creating. Like I just have to be creating, even if people aren't listening to me. That's part of the podcast. It's like, you create it because you love it, not even if you have a huge audience right away. Do you think about that? Are you thinking about numbers, who's listening, who's paying attention? Are you like, I've got to create, I'm going to share it, and whoever comes along for the journey comes along? Yeah, kind of the second part you said, like, okay. I'm going to create and whoever comes along comes along. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I feel like as soon as I get in that space of like numbers <laughs> and stuff, like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're, and you're, your following has been growing too. Have you, have you seen that, experienced that? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. after the album drop and the EP 2021 was definitely a big leap for me, like as an artist, definitely yeah. a big leap, man. 2022 is about to be, wow. Uh, I'm curious, do you feel that pressure to keep creating or keep performing? Are they kind of both the same? Um, I would say less of the creation part. Cause it just, it just happens just so natural. Sure. I just, I love it. And it's an expression for how I share performing though. Um, Never, I won't say like pressure because like um, when I'm performing, it's like I'm here to like give a message. So I'm like, whatever. Sure. Um, but it can feel like, I don't want to say draining, but I don't want to ever get to a place where I'm like just simply holding a microphone mm-hmm. because this is repetition. Yeah. Um. So I've always got to be careful in my head when I'm performing, like realizing my why and why I'm here. Because as yeah. soon as I get to that place where it's just repetition, I find myself just mentally slipping. Right. And because it's also not just because you have a day job, yeah. but you also it's not just a career path for you. It's also a ministry, really. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. You want people to understand and know the journey that you've come on mm-hmm. through knowing Christ and how that can change their lives also. So yeah. that's part of the part of it for you, which is really interesting. Do you ever think about if if you do make it big, let's say you're like in like the hundreds of thousands of listeners on Spotify and stuff like, mm-hmm. do you ever think about that time where like you are going to be just doing a lot of repetition, like 
from day to day. You know what I mean? Maybe like it a lot of these, your career, yeah. like like these artists that this is their career. That's what they do every couple days, every day, every other day. They're performing the same set every single day. Is that something you think about? Is that something that you were, you know, because you said you don't like, you don't want to get to that point where you're just yeah. holding a mic. But if it does become a career, how do you, how are you, how do you think you would toe that line between it being just repetition and it kind of being something that pushes you to keep doing it every day? Yeah, it just, um for me, like even now, like um taking vocal classes and kind of performing oh. maybe like three or four times a week. Um, I've been definitely getting that training, preparing me for that next level. Nice. Um, but I like one thing I've like I said bef- before, when I get to that next level, um, is really just remembering why I do what I do. And that's gonna like, you know, repetition and stuff and it becomes a career. But um my why is just is it, just so great that right. it would it would just help me help me keep going and tap in. That's the um, thing, that inner drive. And really just, just like, to, yeah, that inner drive and yeah. for me, just humility. Yeah. Um, realizing like I didn't necessarily call myself to this, but this is a gift that God has given me. So with that, I'm willing to lay it all on the line. Yeah, it's an obligation, I think, to use that um, fulfill, to fulfill your purpose and meaning in life. That's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned training. I sent him this a couple months ago. One of my favorite bands is this band called The Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. And they just went out, they just finished a tour where they did two albums back to back. And I sent him this post from the lead singer. And I was like, I always wondered how musical artists, like how they sing so many songs in a row. Mm. Because like your vocal cords are a muscle, right? And like, I always wondered how musicians like train that. So this guy, what he does is he rides his Peloton or a stationary bike and he sang the albums. Oh. Oh, snap. So, like, he would be, like, riding the bike. And he's like, I got through an album and a half today, like, oh. all while riding my bike. What are some exercises you do to, like, to train your vocal cords? Man, shout out. Big shout out to uh, John Carr, uh, JBCIY Events. Um, he's been taking me under his wing. He's a vocal coach. That's awesome. Um, and he, he be having us in there doing a lot of different things like um zero to nine counts um just at different volumes he's all about like um power in your voice Uh so he'll have us just like expressing as loud as we can because he's just like um when it comes to that performing the louder you are the better you are the better you sound um and what's the zero to nine count so like I don't know like will it will it peak on here like I don't if I'm like no you're good it's controlled you can back away a couple inches but it's fine yeah so that's fine yeah um for example he might have us do like a a a mouth workout and then next thing you know he's like all right nine count and we'll be in that thing like zero one two and we gotta like use our whole mouth Uh like three four five six seven enunciate yeah then he'll be like modulate him like zero one and we just like oh um, that's awesome. so yeah we'll we'll be doing that and we'll be um repeating different words that he's saying words that'll give us that like mouth work gotcha uh-huh. um and he's very heavy on like breathing techniques so we'll have a whole like hour where we're laying down on a mat and um you know just like kind of like a meditation in a sense so like you actually want to hear like he wants to hear you breathe in yeah hear you breathe out and like um we'll be doing different workouts with it all about like breath control 
and stuff like that. And um, he'll have us perform a song for like an hour, the same song. And then after all the workouts, we got to perform that same song again. But we see the difference after the workouts. Um, And just our lungs being opened up, our breath control being better. So literally working out, exercising like an athletic trainer would do. You have to use all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually funny. Sometimes I know like if I'm writing stuff, like if it's, especially if it's, if it's hip hop more and there's a lot of words in it, I realize I didn't plan in any breaths. So when I try to do the whole thing, I'm like, oh, I didn't really plan any places to breathe in there properly. Are do you, is any of your, are any of your songs like that? Or is it, is there a natural flow where there's like breaks in between stanzas, stanzas um, or lines? Or do you ever have to go back and think about that? Like, oh, I didn't think about how to breathe yeah, so that I could get this whole part out. I have like one song like that called No Parts on a UK drill beat. Um, usually most, if I do rap, it usually is like, you know, breath in between. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. But one song like that where it kind of overlaps. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Just a real like technical question, but I thought it was yeah. fun to like ask you. Yeah, that's cool, man. We do the mental health check. No, actually, do the um. Yeah, well, no, I, I have one more question. Then we'll go. It's to the so quick fire. It, there's so many things, man, to talk right. to you about. One it's more great. question, then we'll go to the quick fire. Yeah, right. who's on your Mount Rushmore of rappers? I love this question. Uh, okay, um, it would be three, right? Is it three or four? Four. Oh, so, it's four. so oh, top sorry. three, top four, top four, top. Four. It doesn't have to be top four. For you, I think, okay. like, in general, who would you consider on your, like, top four? The greatest of all time. And I'd like to hear everybody's answer. Wow, to be yeah, interesting. greatest yeah. of all time. Jeez. All right, well, I'm going to definitely give credit where credit due um, and give the top spot to Drake. Sure. Okay, that's okay. fair. To Drake. Yeah. Um, You mentioned two other artists already. Men- mentioned Whitney Houston and yeah. the other guy's name. Ty Brazel. Ty Brazel. Um... So I'm, I'm going to give it to Winnie Houston and Ty Brazel. And then if I give a number four spot. Any genre too, right? Any any genre, just rap. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking more rap. Oh, like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mount Rushmore rap. All right. So I'm going I'm to keep it with rap. I'm going to give it to uh, Drake, Ty Brazel. Um, and then. Oh, man. Ah, number, number three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to. I'm going to give it to Biggie. There you okay. go. I'm gonna give it to me, okay. man. Throw it back uh, a little bit. That's funny. And then number four, I'm gonna give it. Man, I'm thinking too. That's hard. Um. Mm, yeah. Skill. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to Eminem. Yeah, that's cool. Say, yeah, I feel like. Do you know yours? I yeah, I think I do because I think you have to think about their contributions to. The hip hop yeah. community. That's what you're me- using to measure, not so, just not just their their talent. Sure. Um. So I I feel like this list is incomplete if you don't have Tupac and Biggie on there. Sure. Right. Mm. I feel like you have to have those two on there. Yep. Um. I mean, I don't think I really have to explain what their oh, contributions yeah. are. Right. Yeah. So the third, who I think is one of the best lyricist. Um, and he's a modern guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to J. Cole. I, I was honestly sure. thinking that in my head. Like J. Cole, I think, has done a lot for hip hop mo- in a modern term. Mm. The number four, that's a tough spot. Mm. But I think I do have to give it to Eminem just because of like the broad reach that he Influence. has been able to kind of get. And a breaking, lo- breaking a mold. Breaking, breaking yeah, a mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like kind of evolving too. From being this like, oh man, I'm at that, da 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 da, and then like 
you know, I want to kill my wife. And then now he's like rapping about like stuff that's like kind of like poignant. Yeah, it, real like, struggles. Yeah. yeah. So uh, those are yeah. my four. Um, I'd say, I don't know a lot of his stuff, but Rat Kim was really influential okay. to me. Obviously Tupac. Um, and then Nas was another one just from listening to his stuff and felt like this was somebody who, like really took this crap seriously. Um, and then a big one is Dr. Dre. I think okay. great. He was so yes. influential wow, because of this. I mean, even hearing when I like scroll Instagram now, scroll TikTok and seeing kids in high schools now and somebody gets on a piano and starts playing. Yeah. Uh, is this still Dre? Dun, 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 yeah. And like seeing like yeah. middle school and high school kids like still like be like, oh, like get crazy. Yeah. I'm like, that just goes to show because that music is old. It's 2001, right? Like the fact that that can hold the test of time is just so powerful to me. But right. yeah. That's cool. I feel like I have to hear Greg's answer, though. I know. He doesn't have a microphone. I know. He's always putting the pressure on. I know. It's okay. Greg, I, I do want to hear your answer. Hey, Greg, Maybe give us after. a couple, Greg. Yeah. I was, so you said Biggie already. I was going to say Rakim. Biggie, hey, Rakim. Rakim, yeah. Um, oh, the Beastie Boys, too. We forgot them. Yeah, they're kind of a different one. They're yeah. like more of like on like the crossover between yeah. like musicians and hip-hop at the same time. They're so different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say them. Cool. I don't know. There's so many you yeah. could argue. Yeah. I, feel like, I throw Nas in there. Yeah. Nas is a good lyricist. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to get crazy, you could even throw Diddy in there. I mean. The guy produces like crazy. Yeah, he does. He does. He, but, he gets people together for sure. All right. You ready for the quick fire? Five the questions. Quick fire to Marquise. Five questions. You ready, Marquise? Uh, it's like, oh, I got a certain amount of time. Yeah. Here, right? What was the first CD you ever bought? Um, I really or one of the first you remember, you know. Um, one of the first I remember. It honestly might have been my own CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the first CDs you like listened to. You CDs. I mean, it's going back a ways. Yeah. I get yeah <laughs> what was the I, first eight track you ever bought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or first album. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Uh, the first time you, what was the first thing you listened to? What was the first rap song you listened to? And you were like, I could do this. It was it was um it was actually a freestyle on a, a notorious B.I.G. movie. Oh, um, and man. Big, they had a scene where Biggie Spars was like seventeen. He was freestyling. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was so that was, was, was on the uh, on the movie. That's wild. You say he, he came on the thing. It was like I call you son because you mine, not because you shine. I that's was like, awesome. Oh, that's I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, hey, I cool. used to like make videos of myself like rapping it. Wow. <laughs> Do you play any instruments? Uh, I did play the trumpet for five years, but like right now, nah, I don't. I'm currently learning a little bit of piano. And what is a musical artist that you're not necessarily embarrassed about on your on your iPod or Spotify, uh, but that people would be surprised to know that is on there? Um, I was just third eye blind. Okay, that's a good one. That's um, a good one. How's they, it gonna be? They're pretty influential. Yeah. 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 No, four. That was five. That's four. four. Yeah. Four. All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So the last one we're going to do is mental health check. We told you about before the podcast. So on a scale from zero to 10, zero being you feel the worst, 10 being you feel absolutely amazing, couldn't feel any better. How do you feel in this moment right now today? Man. Um, zero to 10. I would say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say six and a half. Oh, that's good. Okay. okay. That's honest. That's honest. Anything in particular that's going on that makes you feel like less than an eight, nine, ten? Yeah. Um, I was just like literally um when I came in here and I got a phone call. Yeah. Um, guy called me and I was like, um, just the the temptation to just like uh-huh. I've been faced recently just with a lot of counterfeits. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going one one way, and it's very clear of just um, all the doors that God has been opening up, but I've been getting a lot of counterfeits, rather that's like career decisions to sure. go um, this route in the industry, but then kind of be in a place where I like, you know, everybody's wilding out and it kind of goes against what I believe. Sure. Um, or like relationships, like women like coming on to me and uh -huh. like got nothing to do with where I'm headed. Yeah. But like they telling me stuff that sound nice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm like, geez, bro. Like this is really... And I feel like I'm right on the edge of a breakthrough and I'm like, I don't not want to blow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of temptations on that road, sure. I'm sure yeah. there are. I'm sure there are. That's cool. Um, I'll go an eight. I'll go an eight. I had a good conversation with my ex tonight. Got some good closure. My ex from Ecuador. Closure's always good. She's moved on with someone else and as she should. And um, but it was good. It really needed that to push me in a direction. So closure's always nice. I think yeah. I'm seven. I'm, I'd say seven. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm holding steady at probably like a seven point two. Yeah. I'm always pretty specific with my numbers. <laughs> what about work? Has work been good to you this week? Work's been work. You know, at this point it's like uh it's about what I expect. So, True. you know, it's been it's been good, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, I think, you know. It's good. Yeah. All it's right. hard to say anything higher than that sometimes because I'm like, right. I feel like I'm doing good, but like eight or nine seems excessive. Yeah, no, like I said, like eight or nine is like nine, ten is like euphoric. Like you, I don't know. It's, it's how I feel after I drink an energy drink. I'm just like, oh my gosh, everything's amazing, you know? Anyway. All right. Um, so uh, can you just tell us real quick where people can find you on Instagram, Spotify, on a web, web page, anything? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, and Facebook at Keys As Is. Q U I E C E A Z I Z. Um, and we'll put it up on the video. TikTok at all? Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I do have a TikTok. Uh, need to be more active. I got some content. Though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, it's we do miss for TikTok, um, yeah. TikTok, those same thing. Q U I E C E. On TikTok, it should be an underscore A Z I Z. Where's your next uh, performance if you have one lined up? Um, my, my next performance. Um, I actually will be at an open mic tomorrow. So if you're in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, definitely come check that out. It's in Newcastle. Uh, Prime Styles Barbershop. Uh, put that in your GPS. And it'll take you straight there. Prime Styles Barbershop. Nice. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Cool. Uh, you can find us guys on Instagram, guys who cry official. Also on Spotify. We always put our links to the latest episode on the bio. So check us out there. Yeah, you can also find us on TikTok, but same thing. We need to be a little bit more active. Yeah. Guys Who Cry, official 2396. And YouTube, com slash. Yeah, help us get to that 100 people mark. YouTube. Yes, please, please. We're going to do a special performance in a little bit. But guys, thank you for tuning in this week. Check us out next week and be entertained. I want you to look at the person right next to you and tell them you are not alone. You thought it was over. You thought God was done with you because you fell on your face and you messed up a million times. But can I keep it real with you right now? Yeah, yeah, I never wanted the sex. I just.
wanted the love That night was like my high, man, it gave me a buzz And then I up and leave, she be like, what's the rush? I knew I got what I wanted, so, so I just left out the door Now she feeling confused, now she asking all these questions So I tell her what she wants so, so I can come back for more She using sex for love and I'm just using love for sex I know exactly what I'm doing, I'm so deceiving Like Satan up in the garden to eat it Now I'm feeling wicked cause she crying I tell her that I love her, but I'm lying Cause I don't know what love is I just love her hips the way she throw it back and giving up the head And every time I speak about it, man, it make me sick And then I really think about it, I was really sick Diagnosis, birth with a disease called sin On a quick path to destruction Before you take a win, you gotta take a lot of L's I get naked with the crowd, he was naked on the cross You know I can't write a song if it's not raw I do it for the king, I don't do it for applause Nah, I don't do it for applause I've been writing all these songs like it's about to be my last Demons in reflection, so I start punching the glass I gotta thank the Lord, uh I had to spin around the block a couple times just to learn my lesson I know I got a kid up in heaven after everything I've done I know I don't deserve to live, but I'm a product of His grace And I swear it's such a blessing By the age of seven, grew up in the city, but I never was a felon I cried in front of just because I wanted to change And now the way I walk, they be calling me the Reverend I drive crazy, dog. <laughs> I drive crazy. But you know what I'm saying? It's not over. It's, it's been a journey, bro. It's only the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody say, hey. You know what I'm saying? The, the beautiful thing about God is He can meet you exactly where you are, you know what I'm saying? You are not alone.